0: What's up, sons and daughters? It is Sam Jesse, and I'm back with the crew from Locks of Saturday, Chris and Brett with me tonight. We got a small crew, but a huge Saturday slate. Massive games at out west. As you can probably tell, there is a big sky theme to tonight's podcast. Um, I got Bozeman here in the background. Chris has Missoula, Montana in the background. Brett rocking with... I, I, where are they in Idaho.
1: They are uh, – It's a good
2: question.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I knew where Central Michigan <laughs> had, was located. You had, you
2: had one job, Brett. Yeah,
0: I knew where I Central Michigan it was, was located awesome. on, in work. And somebody asked me, how the heck do you know that Central Michigan is in Mount Pleasant?
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's like this is an upper it's in Moscow, Indiana. I mean, in, yeah. Idaho. Yeah, the Moscow. The Moscow this is an
0: upper
2: Great Plains State podcast. We've done all of the research this week on the Big Sky Conference. We even watched Dancing with Wolves. Like we we went extra levels deep to get ready for today's podcast.
0: Yes. So um, stay tuned. We will talk about the Shoshone. Uh, Indian tribe, as well as the geography of the Snake River, in our next podcast. Uh, Very true. Fellas, this is going to be a tight race at the end of the season for who gets a free drink from Sharkies from Billy Ray. Brett, you are tied with Robert, who's not with us tonight, at 32 and 29. So still floating above 500. Yours truly, after an 0 and 5 week of misery, pain, um, really just poor performance on my part, uh, 27, 33, and 1. Ed and fourth at 27 and 34. He's had a good last couple of weeks and Chris at 26 and 35. Chris tough week. You,
2: you stated earlier that you guys are floating and trying to stay above the water. I am currently swirling around the bowl, just ready to just end the season. That's where I'm at both mentally, emotionally. It's been a long, it's been a long year.
0: Well, this is week 12 and, uh, This year has flown by, but there's a lot of football left to be played. I mean, we got rivalry week. We got bowl season. We got the playoffs. So much happening. A championship week for conferences. A lot going on. And guys, maybe the biggest game of the year so far outside of Tennessee, Georgia, outside of one versus two, is this one happening in Los Angeles. The battle for L.A., the southern california trojans one and a half point favorites against the university of california at los angeles bruins chris as a usc fan yourself who's going to win this game Outright win well i mean it's or, one and a half you're kind of picking the money ATS. line there.
2: yeah you you're exactly right there and I, I didn't know you could put me on the spot first here but I said before the podcast, I'm going to speak from the heart about this game. And that's what I'm going to deliver here. Um, it, it, you could think with your head in this one and say that the USC rush defense is atrocious. Guess what? It is. Uh, you could say that UCLA represents one of the best. I think they are top 10. If not, they are close rushing offenses in the country. They are. Um, you could say that USC, right now, as a one-loss team, is performing way above expectations. They are. And UCLA, as a two-loss team, is kind of exactly who we thought they were. They're competent. They are uh, littered with eighth-year seniors, I think, at this point. um, I I feel like all of their people are above 30. Um, And you would be right about all of that. And yet, emotionally, I cannot pick the UCLA Trojans and what it basically comes to a coin flip money line type pick here. Um, And the main reason is that I'm picking the quarterback. I'm picking the best quarterback in this game. And that is Caleb Williams. Um, And if anybody has not been watching West coast football, and they've been talking about the Heisman race and all of the, you know, the Hendon hooker with CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, They've been missing the glory that is Caleb Williams and the just leap that he has taken since when we last saw him at OU versus where he is now at USC. And while he has one more year of college left to go, in my personal opinion, he is the 2024 number one pick in that draft. And I don't think it's potentially, I, I, excuse me, I don't think it's even close. Uh, he is, He is extremely gifted. Uh, he has a ton of weapons. Lincoln Riley is a very smart coach. Their defense stinks. We all know this. This is going to be a high-scoring game. And at the end of the day, I'm picking a much more cerebral Lincoln Riley versus what I would consider to be a eh, somewhat can stumble at certain times, Chip Kelly-type uh, program. Um, so I'm just taking what I believe is to be the better quarterback, the better coach. Two teams that are somewhat even, give or take, Uh, USC's offensive weapons, UCLA. They're kind of limited to just kind of being a ground-rushing type style offense. And then it's just going to be who has the ball last going into it. And in that moment, if it's a coin flip right now, I believe that's going to be USC driving the ball maybe down or maybe just trying to get first down to close out the game that um, just seems like a better value and what is what minus one and a half uh, i don't know what the money line is it's it's probably pretty narrow um but it's just the the better value if you want to it's a 75 and a half point over under so i think vegas agrees with me that this is going to be a very high scoring game um and the money line last is, point the money line yeah go for it. usc
1: minus 125
2: yeah exactly so if you're just betting you're betting um it's i think it's a 90-ish thousand plus rose bowl that's going to be capped with banded seats and coverings across the board so the fact that usc has to quote unquote play on the road at ucla a couple miles up the road and they still can't get enough tickets sold i just don't think you're going to get a raucous you know night atmosphere at ucla so it's going to be kind of pretty much a home game for usc as well so give me the trojans just for all the factors i said before him
0: uh i am now realizing that i flipped the order on you guys so i apologize for it if you're interested in watching this game it will be at 8 p.m on fox as chris said the over under 75 and a half for me i i haven't had a good betting year i haven't had a good one and i one of the reasons I haven't had a good one is because I have doubted the UCLA Bruins. Over and over again, I've doubted them. And over and over again, they proved me wrong. So tonight, I'm here in the UCLA jersey, the beautiful powder blue and gold, uh, which, by the way, one of the best sights in college football
2: is... Real, real quick, which jersey number?
0: Jersey number one? Is that a player? Not a clue.
2: All right, we're going to do some research. We'll get back to you.
0: We'll do a research. Um it quarterback it's, number one? I know they had a quarterback that was number 11. That was pretty good. I played with him in NCAA 2000.
1: Brett, Brett Hundley was 11.
0: Wasn't no, don't bring up Brett Hunley. That was a bad, bad game. <laughs> yeah. Um, No, I've doubted UCLA, and they've proved me wrong. And I, I'm all in on the Bruins in this game. I just think... The way that they have won football games this year has been really impressive. It's been vintage Chip Kelly. They've built this team through the transfer portal, through keeping players on campus and developing them. Fifth-year quarterback, transfer running back, transfer wide receiver. Defensively, they've played much better. They're still not very good defensively. Playing much better. I think Travis Dye being out for USC takes away some of the star factor that they had. So I'm, I'm going to go UCLA at home, plus one and a half, give you that little point extra. Huge, huge game. And I think what this does at the end of the day, this game knocks out the Pac-12 out of the college football playoff. I,
2: I will interject quickly before Brett. I'm an idiot. That is Dorian Thompson Robinson yeah, right said, now, who is uh, the acting quarterback. Yeah, that's right. That's Note to the wise, uh, he has been the UCLA quarterback for the last 10 years little known fact
0: his first game was a road start against Cincinnati and it was horrific it was You're one right, of the worst quarterback out. performances I've ever watched and here he is so all right Brett stick to it Brett USC UCLA so are we
1: just going to gloss over the fact that this team that you say lost to Arizona last week we're we just going to not talk like we're we just going to not talk about that like like I'm pretty sure UC- Arizona money yep. line was like plus like 1,400, <laughs> and they won.
0: We're just going to 20, look. I
1: 20, think 20, 20, 20 and a half point dogs. Went out We're not early.
0: picking that game, Brett. We're picking this know. game.
1: Well, I mean, that's why I'm picking USC. I mean, I just think they're a better team all around. I think US- UCLA has proved a lot of people wrong. I think Chip Kelly is a good coach, I think that's why they turned it around so fast, because UCLA hasn't had a good coach since, I don't know, New highs will sucked, or he was average. He beat USC once.
0: Mora, but Jim Mora. Did you go Jim Mora,
1: Mora? Mora probably was the last one. And that was, what, 12 years ago? Yeah. So, I mean, UCLA has the ability to have – they get the talent. They somehow had a good coach, and Chip Kelly's been able to get what he's had out of the good players that they, have, that they have now. So, you know, all the props to him. But, I mean, UCLA – I mean, is it really a home game for UCLA? I mean, a lot of USC – that stadium is, like, usually pretty 50-50 on this type of game. And it's not even sold out. Like people say, oh, it's like 70 out of the 90,000 tickets have been sold or whatever. And UCLA, there's zero home advantage playing UCLA, especially when you're playing your rival that's 25 minutes away, but really like two hours including traffic. So I don't know. I'm on USC here. I think they're the better team. I think Dorian Thompson Thompson. (laughs) Dorian Thompson Robinson, Jesus, DTR. That's what I say. Uh, he's obviously been a lot better this year. Uh, the PAC 12, good quarterbacks this year. Uh,
0: really good really, quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. Michael Penix jr. What the hell, how did, what the heck happened to him? Like, how did he, he was literally like the worst quarterback I've ever seen in the big 10 and then he came to Washington. But anyway, got on subject. I'm still on UC here basically in a pick him, I think. think. Uh, at in a rivalry game. And I think they're a far better team. Uh, that over under that's, I don't, I don't know if I can touch that. That is a lot. Yeah. And UCLA that's is one really and UCLA in three in their last, on their last uh, overs. So yeah. uh, not sure about that, but
2: little, on, see. little known historical fact. We talked about head coaches for UCLA. I wanted to interject. If you remember, if anybody ever watched the invincible movie uh, starring the, uh, the Philadelphia, it was, it was, Dick Vermeil was a UCLA head coach for 2 seasons wow. before becoming the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. He had a plus uh 0. .700 plus winning uh record at UCLA. So he technically, even though he was only there for 2 seasons, winning us winning percentage in UCLA football history. You're welcome.
0: One of the great offensive minds in the history of the National Football League, Dick Vermeil. Uh According to Action Network, 65% of bets are on UCLA in this game. I got to think a lot of that's just going for the home team. And I mean, let's be honest. USC is one of the new villains of college football, and it's glorious. And they should be Um They're, They should embrace the role.
2: It's great. As a, as a familiar person with Los Angeles area college sports, UCLA might be the home team, but just like Dodgers and Angels, USC is the Los Angeles team. So that is always the home team in football. 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 Yes, you are correct. Other, Pretty much everything else you
1: still USC.
0: Well, let's travel a bit further north up the Pacific coast to Eugene, Oregon, where the Utah Utes are playing in a big one. Utah, after absolutely just spanking Oregon twice last year, now have a chance to upset the Ducks and kick them out of the college football playoff race. Utah is plus three in this game. It will be televised at 10.30 p.m. on ESPN. Over-under is 61 and a half. Fellas, this is a big game against two programs that have kind of become rivals in the past few years because they've been the top two programs in the conference.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh I'll, I'll go. I'll chime in real quick. Well, I mean, Utah's playing really good ball right now. For, they ripped off wins in a row after UCLA loss. I mean, just tripped, slaughtering opponents in the last two games. Arizona-Stanford, both weak teams, but I mean, just flat out, you know, 40-plus points and just dominating the whole game. Uh, but Oregon at home at night, Austin Stadium, going to get home. Uh, I just, I think that's, you got to go with that. Um, I, it's hard for me to go against, Oregon, I think it is tough. You know, just because Utah did they just I Whittenham, I think, does coach tougher football. But Dan Lanning has instilled some toughness in that team. He brought that Southeast, you know, just Billy Argson love this grit into, you know, uh, Oregon that they've seemed to be missing even with uh, with Crystal Ball there, they still seem to be missing it, but they're playing a lot tougher. Uh Bo Nick's as much as he's playing, right? Like he played, he played last week
0: though, right? Yeah. He played, he played last week. Well, I guess Washington, but mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah, he wasn't completely healthy last week. So I'm not sure that really affected that game too much though. But anyway, I still think they have the better quarterback overall. Utah's kind of flipped back and forth between their two guys. Um, yeah. I'm on the order here at home with Naughton. I think if it's at Utah, I think Utah wins the game outright, but I think, uh, I like Oregon here. And I believe actually Oregon are dogs, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Aren't Oregon dogs now? They opened as favorites, but now they're dogs.
0: Um, Action Network currently has this. Sp- oh yeah, they actually do. So now the spread is currently minus two for Utah. That's in- that's an interesting movement.
1: Yeah. So that's that's another reason. Because I saw it on the screen. I was like, I'm pretty sure I took Oregon as a dog today.
0: Let me uh, real quick. No, nah, we won't change it. You'll figure it out. Um, yeah take take someone uh guys i this was a really tough game for me because on one hand i love oregon at home it feels stupid to bet against oregon at home however the matchup that we have seen last year we saw it twice the game wasn't even close like the style of play that utah played just completely dominated oregon so uh I also wanted to look at the Oregon defense because we know that they're going to be really good offensively and they're going to score points. But how are they going to be able to stop cam rising in a Utah offense that's still really, really good? Oregon's defense has been really flip-flop. So their EPA per play against teams that have an above 500 record, and they've played five of them, is 0.286. Probably doesn't mean a lot to you. But that basically is not good. That means the other team is gaining a lot of yards and they're meaningful yards. EPA per play against teams that are sub 500, which are the other five that they've played. EPA per play, negative 0.07, which is pretty good. Not great, but it's pretty darn good. It really does seem like Oregon defensively cannot deal with good teams they have feasted on lesser teams i think a lot of their defensive metrics are being really shaded to who they have played this year cuz if you look at some of the teams that they've played eastern washington only has 2 wins on the year they're terrible stanford's terrible cal is terrible colorado's terrible those are four of their games against sub 500 opponents they have kind of feasted on bad teams You've seen them play better teams. They struggled defensively against UCLA. They struggled defensively against Arizona, who has a good offense, and they struggled defensively against Washington. And, oh, by the way, that Georgia game still happened. And I know Georgia is at a completely different stratosphere in college football, but Georgia absolutely crushed them. So for this game, I feel like I can trust Utah more And I really don't care what the spread is. I I do think this is a game where Utah kind of imposes their will on the line of scrimmage and pretty much dominates this game. You're going to have to stay up late to watch it, but I like Utah in this one. Uh, Take a money line, probably. Um, If the spread is really close, I just feel like this game could get kind of weird. So take a money line if you think it's going to get weird. Check what the spread is. It will probably move by the time you bet it. We're... Thursday night right now, it might move by game time at 10 30. But uh going with the Utes. I got the Rose Bowl shirt on. Double. Going with the Utes. How how
2: how many pack 12 layers do you have on right now, Sam?
0: Just just two. Just the two. Good to get just, the two. just the two. Yeah.
2: Um I'm gonna pivot away from that pick. I'm gonna agree with the Oregon minus three. And for me, everybody laid out all the cases. For me, it is basically I am just buying the Ducks ground game. They're top 10 nationally. I believe they're ninth. Uh, and the fact that Utah's main weakness, regardless of all those considerations, seems to be that they just can't handle really good running quarterbacks. That is what I'm taking a, against the Utah defense. I don't know if they're just uber aggressive. They, pers- they just do something schematically that if you have a really solid runner on the opposite side, they're going to be exposed, uh, in that rushing component of the game. So, uh, losses to Florida with Richardson with, uh, losses to UCLA with DTR, um, Bo Nix as much as I begrudgingly am picking him this week represents another dynamic quarterback, a really salt runner. They can get out there and do things to keep Utah on their toes. So as much as I've been haunted by bo nix all season and picking against and betting against bo nix i am begrudgingly laying the points and i'm betting on him this week with the oregon rush game and that's the only fine line right now so i'm I'm basically taking the fact that i do believe that oregon is the better program the better team on the field they're at home and they're only favored by a field goal so basically vegas sees these teams as equivalent i do not believe that is the case i feel like oregon is more explosive than Utah is. Utah is going to have to grind out drives in order to be able to win this game. Um, so just give me the one variable that I have seen, which is Utah does not contain well against running quarterbacks. So I hate it. This is almost like my gambling stink versus the fact that Bo Nix can or cannot be good. So if it's me picking Oregon and Bo Nix drops a complete zero, I have cosmic powers. That's also what I'm kind of experimenting with this game this week. So we're going to find out.
0: It's going to be a great game. And I think a lot of people who are East Coast football watchers, you kind of can get bogged down into whoever your team is and then the SEC. Late. Look out, West because the Pac-12 has been such an incredible conference this yeah. year.
2: Late late night in Autzen Stadium, too. It's going to be awesome.
0: It is an SEC. That's going to be a game.
2: very... Very loud crowd.
0: Yep. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be freezing cold. Uh, should be a fun one. But, fellas, the the game of the week is, is the brawl of the wild between Montana State and Montana. Uh, it is a heated rivalry. The trophy weighs over 300 pounds. Um, it will be 25 degrees in Bozeman. College game day will be there. Uh, I mean... What more could you want from football? You you could not want more. This game will be at two o'clock on ESPN Plus. If you don't have ESPN Plus, I'm sure you can find a stream somewhere on Reddit. Uh, if you don't know how to use Reddit, ask your kids. Over under fifty six and a half for this game. It is on every single major sports book. It's on Fanduel. It's on DK. It's on whatever. Barstool, Caesars, all of it. So one of the most I would say in terms of sports betting outside of the playoffs, one of the more accessible games to bet on that we've ever seen. Brett, who's going to win it?
1: Uh, I'm all over Montana State here, actually. I don't, I, I, to me, I just think it's too – It's rivalry game, I think, has definitely shrunk this line down. But I think Montana State is the far better team here. Uh, 5-0 and at home against the spread this year. Common opponents, they've, pretty, they've beaten common opponents, Montana, and beaten them pretty evenly. Um, they've just put up 72 uh, last week on Cal Poly, who's really bad. We'll give you all really bad. Montana beat them 57 to nothing, but Montana State also just put up 72 last week. So coming off that's got to feel pretty good. Uh, at home, uh, 25 degrees. It's going to be crazy. Uh, not that Bozum was expensive already. Um Apparently, it has just gone ludicrous out there how expensive it is to go to this game and how expensive it is to fly. People are traveling for this game just to go. Uh, Obviously, Yellowstone has turned Montana into a Westworld reality for people in the United States, uh, if anybody's watched that show. So I think that's another reason. Uh, I'm all over Montana State here. There's the better team at home. Uh, one of the best teams in college football as a whole against the spread. I think they're eight and two, I believe. So uh yeah, Montana State.
0: I'm I'm I mean, I'm obviously I'm rooting for the Bobcats in this one. Montana State, they're the better team. This is not a great line, I don't think. I think you should absolutely hammer Montana State minus one and a half. It's my lock of the week, it's my game of the week. It might be my game of the year. This Montana State offense is filthy. The lowest point total they've had this year was 28 against Oregon State. Tommy Mellett, the quarterback for Montana State, a Butte, Montana native, got hurt at the end of last year and couldn't help the Montana State Bobcats win the FCS championship. He's on a revenge tour this year in his sophomore year. Over 1,200 yards passing, over 700 yards rushing. The guy's a pure dual threat. He's a ton of fun to watch. Uh, I, I love this. I love this team. I love this game. It's a great rivalry. Uh, everything, you, they, everything that's good about college football is going to be on the field in Bozeman at 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you can, watch it. It's worth it. Should be an awesome, awesome game. Uh, but I'm going big on the Bobcats, and I think they win this one and march on their way to an FCS national title as i predicted at the beginning of the season if you uh saw the all around the acc article that i contributed to so heavily debted to montana state chris you got the uh the grizzlies background behind you so i'm guessing you're going I do. with the I,
2: no i had to round it out because when i logged in and i saw that you had the montana state one full disclosure i also had the montana state background so i didn't want to be redundant here so i just I had to just show some love somewhat to the grizzlies and their stadium, stadium and their environment it's beautiful i feel like if you have an outdoor stadium which by the way idaho with the vandals and the indoor and the kibbe it, it's great but if you play in the upper great plains you have to play outdoors uh and i feel like a precursor to all of that you you have to have some sort of large mound of a mountain behind directly on your in your stands um but I am also going with Montana state in this one. Uh, and and for me, it was just Montana state for all the reasons that everybody just said, they have the, just the best, one of the best offense in the big sky and FCS football. They're, they're truly explosive um, and they're going to be at home. Um, so they have that comfortability with it. So I like that factor of explosive offense at home. Um, and, and, The other part is, is over the last five years, other than what you laid out, Sam, the fact that they didn't have one of the availabilities of their best player last year, over the last five years, they're four and one against Montana. They have been the better Montana program over the last five years. I remember watching Montana as a, you know, a dominant FCS football team, kind of in the precursor days in the mid 2000s into the early 2010s until North Dakota State kind of took over. Uh, but I just feel like Montana State is just a better program at this point. Uh, so since 2016, the last five games obviously didn't play in 2020, they are the better team. They're four and one straight up and at a plus one and a half type margin right now, um, or excuse me, one and a half point margin, you're basically picking somebody to win outright at this point. Um, Montana State, they're nine and one, seven and oh, in conference in the big sky, Montana State, seven and three, not bad but four and three in the conference so obviously montana state has been the better team against common opponents as you discussed Uh, montana state 440 points scored this year montana this is one of those strengths versus strength type game montana is a better defensive team only 149 points allowed this year Um, and usually the old adages defense travels Uh, so i was wary about that one in this matchup but in a rivalry game I feel like that kind of gets leaned out a little bit. So I'm kind of going off of vibes here, um, but it was just the similar performance against common opponents factor. Sacramento state Weber straight for those who have not been familiar with how to pronounce it. And then Idaho, um, Montana state's just performed better. They put up a massive amount of points. Montana who is the better defensive team has actually given up, you know, 30 burgers to those teams. Um, so it's, they might be good defensively, but, that might be just against garbage opponents against the better opponents. They're actually giving up points. So I believe that Montana state is one of the better ones in the big sky. So they're going to give up a lot of points in this game than Montana is used to. So I'm buying into that as well. Um, and I mean, I tried to consider it as a factor. I, I couldn't necessarily know how to, 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 to score it, but just the fact of a grizzly facing a Bobcat um, mm. if it's ever tie goes to the runner. Uh, yes. Grizzly show force, big mammal you know uh it, it it's 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 it shows some good power bobcat very nimble you know kind of death by a thousand cuts i feel like a bobcat that's well immovated in, in in its own home can can kind of take it to you a little bit too so i don't know if anybody else has any kind of mascot related insight here but
0: oh uh, we're getting towards hibernation time for bears as well
2: this, ex- there you go yeah so, sleepy sleepy bear a little full, bit fat
0: a little bit chubby oh yeah, yeah yeah it's been stocking up
2: um, omnivorous. Slow. It's been eating a lot of, of of plant-based materials and proteins. It's ready to go take a nap.
0: Um, to bring it back, this to is football. the hard-hitting analysis. Uh, well, I mean, that's the, the important analysis. Let's be honest; that's the important analysis. Um, if you want a defensive player to look out for in this game, one of the best names in college football, Montana State linebacker Callahan O'Reilly, a native of Bozeman, Montana, the senior. He has 67 tackles and four interceptions this year to go along with two and a half sacks and two force fumbles. You could, you could have said
2: that name say. on Montana. That guy sounds like he's made out of leather and spurs. Callahan That's O'Reilly sure
0: the... sounds like a character in Yellowstone. Yes. I mean, it sounds like you made up a name for a cowboy. <laughs> Callahan O'Reilly. Yeah. He is an
2: extra in the movie The River Runs Through It. that that, that is how big sky that name is
0: i i love it i mean again like i i make the joke of like i love the mountain west and stuff like that but like this is why you love college football it's rivalries seniors playing in a big game it's going to be cold championships on the line for this one love it you just gotta you gotta love every part of it all right guys it's not just a big week though in college football it's a big week in the nfl As well, and NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Special offer for you. If you haven't signed up with the DraftKings Sportsbook yet, you can do it. Use referral code SOS when you sign up on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and then you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win, and you get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay bet, and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, player props, point totals, whatever you can think of. They're all there for same-game parlays. If you want something this week, Browns-Buffalo. I know I'm a Browns guy. game just got moved to Detroit. Kind of weird. Bill's coming off of a tough overtime loss. Brown's getting some pieces back. Josh Allen hurt. Might want to sprinkle something on the Brown's money line there. Just a sprinkle. Not saying it's going to happen, but it's worth a sprinkle. So with bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is the go-to when betting on the NFL.
1: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code SOS and place a $5 pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SOS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for
0: details. All right, fellas, um Brett, give me a winner. Just give me a winner.
1: <sighs> this week was tough a little bit. Um Got burned last week on this team, so I'm chasing, which is uh, never a good idea, but I'm doing it anyway. ECU minus six at home against Houston, uh, Dodgitt Stadium, tough place to play. It's nothing like the jungle of their baseball stadium. That is the craziest that sports at college. That is a phenomenal place. That stadium
2: is the equivalent of a. It's like the Carrier Sunday. It, it's it's a Sunday morning frat basement of college football. That's how <laughs> yeah. I'm going to describe. I'm pretty it.
1: pretty sure I'm pretty sure I played softball games at yeah. my fraternity that looked similar to that. Pretty, I'm pretty like they can like reach down and like touch the, outfield, the opposing outfielders they want to. But anyway, yeah, I mean I, I think it's going to be rowdy as it always is. at ECU, uh, Houston's not very good. Uh, I just don't think they're that good, and their uh, their defense is horrific. Uh, obviously, if you saw, they got 77 put on them two weeks ago against Southern Methodist, who is getting their absolute uh, skull beaten in by Tulane right now. So, I don't know. I think ECU used the pick there. Uh, minus six, less than a touchdown at home. Give the Pirates.
0: If I have to pick a winner right now, uh, last week, Ed came on here with a really good pick. Auburn minus one and a half at home against Texas A&M. They got it for new head coach Cadillac Williams. This week, Auburn's minus five and a half um, against mass? Western Kentucky. Oh,
2: okay. I I'm thought you were going to go that. with UMass. You thought I, thought I was you were going to go with UMass. I was uh, so excited. You were going to go no, with it, UMass against so A&M.
0: Western Kentucky's a good team. They can score a lot of points. But what Auburn has right now is the it factor of the interim coach Who's a former superstar uh they're playing really hard for him that was a weird like i think thought they could have blown out texas a&m in that game like some things just didn't go their way late five and a half auburn to win by a touchdown at home against western kentucky that's all you're betting that's all you're betting take it don't be an idiot take it i the value of this pick is so 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 high you are being given a gift auburn by a touchdown at home
2: Yep, I got that's on my card. I was so excited for you to just bet on the misery of Texas AM and the fact that they're playing a cupcake UMass team, and that just would have been beautiful. That that's a sicko bet right there.
1: I
0: would 33, say 33 and a half,
2: I believe, is the line. 33 and a half on the old minute, man.
0: I mean, yeah. I don't know if Texas AM scores 33. I'm not UMass betting it.
2: so yeah. bad, though. Like,
1: they honestly would not even right. be in the middle of FCS right now.
0: You do have to worry at that point about, like, pure size. Yeah. Like, will they be able to tackle a player on Texas A&M? Hey, the history of the movement is strong. Will somebody be hurt? Like, <laughs> the only you know, argument
1: it's... you can make for 33 and a half for UMass is that Texas A&M probably couldn't score 33 points right now with nobody on the field. So, like... Do they just like put up 21 nothing and then just lay the blitz on the rest of the game and that's it?
0: I, I don't know. I, I'm staying away from that one.
2: You, you know, it's a good segment <laughs> when you talk more about a game that you didn't talk about. All right.
0: I, Chris, <laughs> give, me, give me a winner
2: well i'm gonna give you a winner here and that is another former team that we used to joke and laugh off all the time but they are the team that i have been writing all year i love them they are my vibes team of 2022 and that is the yukon huskies oh yes army (laughs) let's go so they are right now nine and two against the spread that is astonishing 81.8%. 81.8%. Jim that Moore has great. this team playing at an absolute top level, at least in terms of against expectations. Uh, they are underdogs every single week, especially straight-up double-digit underdogs. Um, and they've won against the spread seven straight weeks in a row. So this is a heat-check type moment against the ultimate I think Air Force at this point is the ultimate ball control rushing offense, but Army, of course, all your surface academies are always going to be that way. But once again, even if they're bowl eligible and they've clawed out of the basement, they are double-digit underdogs, quote-unquote, on the road. They're just going down to Mitchie Stadium in West Point. It's not a very long travel uh, for UConn to get down there from uh, Store, Connecticut, I believe it is. Um, And the other thing I love about this UConn team is not only are they covering – three in that seven straight three outright dog wins they had a plus 250 against bc the funny thing is against these plus odds boston college a power five team is the only power five team and they had the lowest money line odds and they covered and they won straight up uh they covered obviously last week plus 418 against liberty Um, A lot of tech fans are just lamenting an inevitable Liberty loss this week and UConn beat them last week at plus 418. And then earlier in the year, if you've been following just bad football all year, they were an astonishing plus 1150 versus Fresno straight. And they won straight up a huge win. So just betting UConn straight up presents value week to week to week but definitely against the spread. Um, I love underdogs for the most part that cover and win, but to have an underdog with an actual dog mascot that is covering and winning straight up. I, I love that even more. Uh, hopefully in the graphic, we put the friendly smiling husky dog face versus that like the wolf big kind of, yeah, the big floofer versus like the streamline, like wolf mascot, dog, uh, husky image logo. Um, it's 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 a straight vibes pick. I don't really believe Army is that good. Um, they will control they're the not. ball, they will run. They're not that good. Um, mm-hmm. and UConn, somewhat of a just they're they're just performing well above expectations. So I'm just riding the hot hand this week with them.
1: They lost to Troy last week 9 to 10 and then they lost to Air Force the week before.
2: Exactly. So I'm just I'm I'm just I'm I'm buying double digit points. With a team that is not only covering but winning outright, so that that that's that's the goal here. They should be
1: Ball State too. They
2: should. by the way should have should other have. than for for the listeners, other than TCU, who I think is like almost undefeated against the spread. UConn is the second best team in the country against the spread this year. Crazy, take that to the bank,
0: Brett another winner please I, I mean, that,
2: that actually that
1: actually was my second winner but I got a couple I got another one hold on
2: let's go just do it just piggyback give me strength my my picks usually pull no, it out I, I need you to bet it to pull the pack up
1: I'm, I'm giving you strength just for sake of content like that i'm all over that and i got it at 10 and a half so it's like i got it so I, that that's huge at half point let's go um,
0: so wait, you well, got, it. It, got it you got it it Wait, what's the spread for that game? You had it at 10 and a half? half this morning. Chris, you have it at seven and a half?
2: No, 10 and a half. It's still oh, at 10, 10, and and 10,
0: and 10 and a half. Yeah. You oh, should be oh.
2: running, running to DraftKings at this point.
0: Yeah, add it to my card. The 10 and a half? Are you kidding me?
2: Yeah.
0: Army's defense is
2: bad, too. Yeah. Army's I defense
1: hate is I hate it. We're not talking about them this week for the first time in a while, but I'm doing it, doing it. Doing it. I got burned by them last week because I just thought it was going to happen, but it's going to happen this week. Baylor, two and a half at home. Give it to me. I think TCU loses after kind of a heat, like I like the, the term heat check game after going down to Texas and kind of dominating them. But Texas played so bad. And still kept it close. I mean, Quinn Ewers. First of all, I was gonna say he's, he's I was, not good. I was out on him like as soon as he transferred. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say that anyway. Uh, Baylor plus two and a half at home against ECU. They're going to lose at some point. Just they just aren't. It's just not. They're not gonna run the table. Nobody runs the table in college football anymore. It just doesn't happen. College kids are stupid. They they just don't do it anymore. There's too much crazy stuff that happens. Baylor is a tough place to play at home against TCU. They're good. They're not the best Baylor team that there's ever been. I will admit that, but I like it. I think this is like the perfect letdown spot for TCU. And this is it right here. I'm gonna look like an idiot. I probably will look like an idiot on Monday or Sunday. I might. maybe, but
0: maybe, I like but it. um. Yeah, you never know. You really never know with these guys. Like that's one thing is if you watch college football long enough, you can kind of sniff out those games. Like that's the game it all comes crashing down. I'm betting the spot, not the team. Exactly. You're betting the the narrative. the The story fits right there. TCU gets snubbed from the playoffs at eleven and one because they lose to their rival Baylor by seven. Like that that tracks. We've seen that story before. For me, I'm not really betting on one team as much as i am betting against another team and if you had to choose a team to bet against in college football this year brett chris who who do you guys think i should bet against a power five team to bet against
2: we Uh, talked
0: xa and m &M is one of them yeah
2: we talked about down down bad programs um the worst ones in both not just this year, but over the last five years. Stanford, Miami, Virginia Tech, for all yeah, of our hockey Tech. fans out there. Uh, i am trying to remember the last two. I believe Texas A&M is one of them. This is subpar performance against expectations in Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, those teams are down bad. I don't think anyone is more down bad, though, than the Colorado Buffaloes.
2: Oh, the worst. <laughs> yeah, the worst. But In order to be down bad, you have to be up good.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. Um they they traveled to Seattle to play Washington. So you're having the 128th EPA per pass defense in the country traveling on the road to play the nation's leading passer in the number seven EPA per pass offense in the that country in Washington. So
1: crazy to me that's Michael Penix Jr. he's so good. Insane.
0: He's so good. And against him
1: Indiana was literally pretty money.
0: Um, The spread right now is 30 and a half. That's a really, really big number and I know it's a big number, but hear me out. Let's go through Colorado's games real quick. They lost by 31 to Air Force. They somehow only lost by 25 to TCU. They lost by 31 to Air Force, 42 to Minnesota. Uh, let's see that's gonna be 28 to UCLA, lost by 23 to Arizona. They lost by 33 to Oregon State. They lost by 39 to Oregon. They lost by uh, 38 to USC. They lose by 30 plus pretty much every time they play a team with a pulse. Washington. Book it. Book it. It's a win. It's a really big spread but buy into that spread also this season more than any other season. I forget the actual stat. I know Barstool has put it out a few times. Teams that are favored by three or more touchdowns are doing phenomenally against the spread this year. So big win for the Huskies at home.
2: Well, I'm going to pick another down bad program against what I would consider to be lower than expected performance kind of in line to it. But I believe that they are done. So I am taking Clemson at home minus 19 crazy number versus Miami because Miami, and I have it here in all caps is done D O N E. They are complete. You have Mario Cristobal calling out parental uh, uh, people online. He is, he is just the, the program is in shambles at this point. They are so broken Uh, They have a long way to go. I just don't think that's going to lead to a good, I would say week worth of preparation to go on the road against Clemson. And yes, two weeks ago, Clemson lost. Everybody kind of wrote them off. Here's the thing. If you are a perennial contender and you have one loss, you're never out of the picture. You know, if you're within the top 10 going into the final week, you're not out of the college football playoff picture. Um, So, the fact that Miami got crushed 45 to three versus Florida state at home, quote unquote. It's, it's, it's another week where Clemson, I believe can put up some style points, absolutely do the exact same thing. uh, And then they can look at in front of them and say, we have four teams in front of us. Uh, Two of those have two losses. We could potentially be over the next course of the few weeks, blow out Miami, put it on versus South Carolina. And then, face a one loss potentially UNC team in the ACC championship game and win that game outright. And then what happens over the next course, assuming the next few weeks for all the teams in front of them, you have no idea. Uh, so they have something to play for. Is kind of the point I'm getting at there. Um, is it possible that Clemson can get into the college football playoff with one loss against Notre Dame? Absolutely. Because as we have witnessed the college football playoff committee It's all about what have you done for me lately? And Clemson has always been a perennial winner. So at the end of the day, they're going to pick the best program in the team more so than just, oh, this team lost one game in a week conference. They'll give the benefit of the doubt that just Clemson's a good program. So they do have something to play for. So that factors into another downstream pick here. But I still see two SEC teams, one Big Ten, and then the variability between a potential ACC versus PAC 12. If USC wins out the winner, that's my coin flip. You can still bet on the fact that Clemson at plus 450 right now to make the college football playoff. That wasn't the like case that. a few weeks ago. There's a lot of, there's
1: a lot of chaos that can happen in the next. So
2: week. there's, yeah, it, it, it's everything with the final rivalry games against the best teams in each conference um, mixed with the fact when you have championship games up. So
3: Clemson they have the, don't
2: out they have, don't have the. Out, they have the. make it. They have the six best odds right now to make the college football playoffs. The only teams in front of them are Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, and Tennessee. So that kind of lines up to my one Big Ten, two SEC, and then who else? So take that for what it's worth. But you got to win some pretty. I would say uh, blowout type games. This game seems perfectly lined up for, given the status of the two programs. Clemson trying to just pour it on, and Miami. I think they're just broken.
0: Who could have they're, guessed it?
2: Miami broken? It's they're no the
0: living mom. Come pick me up. I'm scared. Yes. That's literally what's happening in their program right now, and I. I not to talk about Virginia Tech too much, but Tech's in shambles right now. The team is garbage. The coaches don't know what they're doing. But at least but the parents aren't coming to pick up the kids. We, we we kind of
2: knew that Tech had a high percentage chance of being garbage this year. There was a lot of buy-in into Miami. Nobody yeah, had Tech predicted at all whatsoever. They were preseason number nine, weren't they? Miami yeah. or 10? Correct.
0: Brett froze, and then... And then died. Miami,
2: my Miami not only broke themselves, but they broke Brett as well.
0: Uh, they did, and we are about to get to Brett's nutty, nutty pick of the week. Um, uh, I'll go for my graveyard shift pick of the week while Brett gets loaded back up. Uh Sam's graveyard shift pick of the week. I I don't love this one, but I love it enough that I'm that I think it is worth throwing something at. LSU burned me last week. They were three and a half point favorites at Arkansas. They played a backup quarterback and they only won the game by three offensively. They were a train wreck. However, they get to play at home nine o'clock on ESPN two against UAB, a good UAB team. However, UAB team that has a really bad rush defense. And when you're going up against a good running back and a very good running quarterback, that's not what you want. I think LSU is going to run all over UAB right now. It's at LSU minus 15. I love that. Uh, I think LSU blows them out of the water because LSU needs style points right now. They're the they agent of chaos. They're the agent of chaos. They need a lot of style points, um, and I think getting it against a team in UAB that will is not really good. They're not a great Group of Five team, but they're serviceable. Um, I think is going to be really key for them. They're playing at home, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Give me LSU minus fifteen. Brett, your nutty pick of the week.
1: This is, this is the penultimate, I think. Still hitting. Last week, uh, it hit barely, but it did. Um, I, I did. This one, I think I just did it just because the trend that it's going. I have to do it. Absolutely insane pick. Um, Iowa at Minnesota, under 32 and a half less than 5 touchdowns in a football game. In a I power mean, 5 football game.
0: When you say it like that it sounds like actually way too many points. Like
1: yeah, I mean this is the, so my thing is Minnesota What they the, the reason they're winning games is they're controlling the football with Mo Ibrahim. So they're just going to run the ball. I was run defense is really good. So it's just going to be immovable force. So, immovable object versus with an unstoppable force. And it's just going to be this, the whole game.
0: Um, Brett, do you want to know the weather report for Minneapolis, Minnesota on Saturday at 4 p.m.?
1: Uh, I, I think oh. I might have it. Well, go ahead. I saw it, but I forgot what it was.
0: So, the 14, high
1: 14 is going to degrees. be degrees.
0: <laughs> 14 degrees, uh, winds 15 to 25 miles an hour with high wind gusts possible.
1: Yeah, so no throwing. I mean, Minnesota doesn't throw the ball anyway. Tanner Morgan, I'm not sure if he's playing. Is he playing?
0: I don't know, but Tanner Morgan has been at Minnesota so long that yeah. he now has like his arm is falling off. He's been a quarterback for that long. He so, has a. Uh, I need Minnesota to win this game so they cash their over.
1: Yeah,
2: Tanner fan. Morgan has a. He he, he has a pension. He's he's good to go. He, he's taken care of. Tanner Morgan. Oh, though.
1: Really good running back.
2: Just on an yes. average
1: team and then playing the best run defense in the in the big time. Or one of the best run Yeah,
0: defenses. really, really, really good. Um yeah, should be a terrible, terrible football game. Brutin big for the gophers there. Chris, your captain's choice of the week to round us out.
2: I don't know how long. It took me to get to this realization that the captain's pick should just be picking Navy every week. So I'm going to go ahead and just pick (laughs) Navy (laughs) this week at plus 16 versus UCF. Um, I, I believe they're getting stronger in their normal identity uh, as the season has gone on. They had some couple hiccup type games, but I really liked how they played Notre Dame close last week. Um, They just, they're, they're that type of team that they always are ball control possession offense. Um, you know UCF is a good opponent in this case, but I just, I just don't believe in the fact that Navy is going to get blown out uh, by more, almost three touchdowns. It's a, it's at plus sixteen right now, so that's a lot of points for me. So that it, it's another vibes pick this week. I'm just taking uh, a, a standard triple option ball control offense on the road against a UCF team who I think at this point is just trying to win the game and get through to next week to get to uh, closer to the the AAC championship game. I think they're right up there. Um, So I just don't think they're going to try to do anything special and just grind out a close win.
0: Guys, it's going to be a really fun weekend of college football. Um, The good news for us, most of us won't be able to watch the Liberty-Virginia Tech game. Only those in attendance will be able to see it. You can listen to it on the radio, though. That'll be fun. Bill Roth on the call for that one for the Hokies. Um, it's not on any, ESPN+. Plus. Eh, I'm not going to do that. That's so much effort. Yeah, no, I was, I'm just
1: saying. I thought it was. I'm just asking.
0: It is. It is. It's on ESPN+. Plus. Um, any thoughts? Hokies, 10-point dogs? No uh, thoughts?
1: Just because I physically get sick when I want that Liberty to win. Uh, or even cover, or for them to have any success, I just it physically pains me. Um, yeah, the, the whole single digit loss thing theory
0: just didn't work out did, last didn't week work
1: at all. No. Uh, so I think I'm just gonna have
2: to go. I, I, I'm staying out of it. I, I can't even say anything. It's,
0: yeah, I can't say anything either. It's the this weekend is-
2: before Thanksgiving. Enjoy your Saturday before family comes into town. Just
0: watch a different game. Don't Watch Just this do game.
2: something. Go outside. Touch grass. Touch enjoy grass, something. So enjoy something different. Don't watch this yeah. game.
0: Yeah, literally anything else. Um, we're
2: we're we're two and eight. Yeah, not worth watching.
0: Um, the good thing I can say is many programs have uh, come back from really bad years. Washington was zero and twelve. Four years later, they were in the playoff picture. Five years later, they were in the playoff. It happens. It happens. Um, Watch basketball. basketball. Yeah, the Hokies close win against ODU, but boy, we needed that. We needed that. Uh, That'll do it. Irby's not on to sign us off. So anyone want to sign us off?
1: Sure.
3: Go Hokies. It's
0: an echo making cry.
3: Oh, no. Night. Bright Isabella, I'm thinking it through Everything I gotta do Burdens on the blurry lines That they drew to make it right